Well, it's good to be here again this morning. Uh, get to preach twice in one month. I love that. I don't love the pastor got sick in order for me to do this, but, but praise God anyway. Uh, you know, I love that one song up there, that last one we sang, you know, uh, who am I? You know, who am I? You know, I have no qualifications to stand in front of you and preach as far as the world goes. You know, I haven't been to two or three Bible schools. I haven't, you know, the only thing I've done is I've accepted Jesus Christ in my life as my Lord and Savior. I've went to Bible study over the years. I've studied the Bible over the years. I'm baptized and filled in the Holy Ghost. Uh, and that's the only qualifications I've got. But praise God, the Holy Ghost has all the qualifications. Amen. So that's what I want to visit with you just a little bit about today. The uh, Holy Spirit's ministry amongst believers. You know, I, I, Janet, she has an uncanny ability to steal my sermon every time I, I come in here. Uh, glad nobody, there wasn't very many people at Bible study day, so you don't have to hear me talk twice about it. But anyway, the Holy Spirit has a number. You know, right now, you know, it started off, we got a three-part God. You know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, God created through the Holy Spirit. Jesus came, paid the price for our sins, redeemed us, and then he said, I'm going to heaven and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. So that is the part of the Godhead that we are empowered with today is the Holy Spirit. So we better know him. You know, because it does absolutely, I mean, the Word is absolutely fantastic. And it gives us all the guidance and gives us all the direction. Uh, but like Janet was preaching this morning, the Word without the Spirit is void. We have to walk and, and talk and stand in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? You know, the first thing, the first, the first task, the first work of the Holy Spirit is regeneration. You know, in uh, John 3, 3, it says, Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So the first thing we have to do is become born again. You know, Nicodemus, whenever Jesus was talking to him, he didn't understand that, so he had to explain it to him. You know... Praise God over, you know, pastor teaches from the word. He's explained all that to us. We know what it takes to get born again. It's just a decision that we have to make. And, you know, it says that in the word it says in, in 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, for old things have passed away, all things become new. You know, we aren't changed, which I, I've heard him preach that before. We're not changed. We're a new person if we're in Christ Jesus. If we're still living the same old life, if we're still doing the same old things, maybe we aren't new. You know, maybe it was a head game instead of a heart game. Uh, we have to, you know, it says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, if you confess with your mouth. So it's not a head game. You know, you can... You can can uh, say that prayer hundreds and hundreds of times, but if you don't believe it, it doesn't mean anything. That prayer means nothing. So 
The Holy Spirit's first work within us is regeneration. He changes us. I mean, He makes us new. We are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen? The second thing He does is whenever we receive Christ is He comes and indwells us. The Holy Spirit comes to live within us. It says in uh, Romans 8, 11, says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. So the Holy Ghost is not, you know, so many people think that, that the Holy Spirit's just a feeling out there or a, a, a thought or, or something like that, something that, but the Holy Spirit is just as real as what Jesus is. The Holy Spirit is just as real as what God is. And if the Bible says that He comes and lives within you, then that's where He resides at. If you're born again, that's where the Holy Spirit resides at. He indwells you. He empowers you. I mean, you aren't just filled a little bit. He says, you know, He says, from within will flow rivers of living water. I mean, the Holy Ghost is that living water. He dwells within us. He, he fills us to overflowing. Amen? And I'm, I'm, uh, but we just have to understand that the Holy Ghost is just as real, just as real as what Jesus was. He's just as real as what God is. He's just as real as what the Word is. I mean, He is with us today, present. Right now, He says, I will never leave you, never forsake you. So the Holy Ghost is with us right now. The, the things that, that they did in the, in the New Testament, the apostles and them, it's the same Holy Spirit living in us. We have the same abilities. The, second thing, the third thing he does is he anoints us. In 1 John 2.20, he says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. And as for you, the anointing which you received from him abides in you. You have no need to anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as he has taught you, abide in him. So when we read that, we think, hmm, I can just sit at home and do my own thing and, and whatever I want to do because the Holy Ghost is the one that's going to teach me. Uh, I, what, do I, what do I need church for, you know, if Holy Ghost is teaching me? You know, whenever I stand up here in front of you and I talk to you, I'm believing that the Holy Ghost is teaching you because the Holy Ghost lives within me. You have a discernment within you that when I'm teaching you and when I'm preaching to you, that Holy Ghost is speaking to you and he's saying, this is truth, this is not a lie, this is truth, this is not a lie. So that is the teaching that the Holy Ghost has given you. If I, if I stand up here and I say something to you that does not concur with the Holy Ghost, your Holy Ghost is going to say, ooh, something a little strange there. You know, that don't sound right. And what you got to do is go home and investigate that because I absolutely don't want to say anything that's wrong, but uh, sometimes my flesh will jump in there just like anybody else's. You know, and, and I'll, you know, throughout the years... I've been taught certain things, and sometimes it takes a little while to cut those things away. You know, religion is a horrible, horrible thing. 
But most of us, somewhere along in our life, we have set in a religious atmosphere, unfortunately. And, and we have thoughts and thinkings that constrict us. You know, we think religion gives us freedom, but it constricts us. It, it, it limits the way we think. The Holy Ghost gives you liberty. Amen? So, whenever he's talking about the Holy Ghost teaching you, what he's talking about is... When the pastor's standing up here in front of you, reading the Word to you, teaching you about the Word, then the Holy Ghost is saying, hey, this is true. This ain't a lie. This is true. You know, just like he says there, this is true. This ain't a lie. Amen. The Word, everything in the Word is truth. There is no lie in this Word. If some church tries to tell you, oh, that, it, you know, that was back in those days. That ain't the way it is today. It's a lie. The Bible says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the Word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? The fourth thing the Holy Ghost does is He baptizes you. Uh, which, when He baptizes you, I'm not talking about baptizing in water. Because the pastor will do that if you ask him. <laughs> But the Holy Ghost will baptize you in Christ. And if you take a, a, a mental picture of, like in the morning when you're sitting down to breakfast or something like that, if you have a donut or if you have a cookie or something like that, and you take and you dip that donut in that milk or, or coffee or whatever, or that cookie in that milk or that coffee or whatever, and you pull that back out, and that is all saturated in that cookie or in that donut, there's no way to separate it anymore. That's, what, that's basically what the picture of baptism is. When we're baptized into Christ, we are just like that milk that goes into that donut or that donut that gets filled with the milk. There's no separateness anymore. Amen? Christ is a part of your being. Christ is a part of your life. There's no separation there anymore. And being baptized into the Holy Ghost, which that's the next one, is number six is, the Holy Ghost empowers us. He empowers us. You know, I have no power on my own to preach the gospel, but the Holy Ghost gives me the power to preach the gospel. The Holy Ghost gives me the power to heal the sick. The Holy Ghost gives me the power to cast out demons. The Holy Ghost gives me the power. He is the power generator. Uh, a couple of scriptures I can give you on that is... is uh, in Micah, which is Old Testament, 3.8, it says, On the other hand, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and courage to make known Jacob his rebellious acts and to make known to Israel their sin. The Holy Ghost don't only give us power to heal, don't only give us power, He gives us power to confront. You know, if we see a brother that needs confronting, we need to confront them. If our church needs confronted, we need to confront it. We're going to have a church meeting today. If something you feel needs confronted, we need to confront it. You know, we are the body of Christ, and we try to walk the way Christ wants us to walk, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can also look over in Acts 1.8, and it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even to the remotest parts of the earth. Amen. We desire His power within us. You know, so many times in the Bible, whenever the apostles are out 
preaching and teaching the gospel. It says God was performing mighty <coughs> signs and wonders and miracles, attesting miracles, so that people had no doubt who they were. <coughs> you know, in this community here, we want people to see those signs and wonders and miracles so that they can attest that God is in this place. It'll also bring separation, too. Like Janet was teaching this morning, it brings separation. Whenever people start seeing signs and wonders and miracles, they get scared. You know, it's just like the, whenever Jesus cast the demons out of the, the guy that walks amongst the tombs, when he was in the tombs, when he was shackled, when he was breaking the shackles, when he was acting like a lunatic, everybody got along fine. Whenever the demons was all cast out and he became normal, they all got scared. You know, I'm certain it was the same way in my life. Whenever the demons of my life was cast out, the alcohol and stuff like that, and people started seeing me, and they all thought, he's weird. <laughs> you know, because all my friends, they kill stuff doing the same thing. They never changed. So, God empowers us. He empowers us to change our lives. So many times we look to our our head knowledge, our, our flesh to change. I, you know, I tried to change my life so many times and nothing happened. You know, maybe for a day, maybe for two, I'd tell my wife, yeah, I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to quit. Yeah, I'd quit for a day or two. But my flesh, it had no power. No power at all. But as soon as my life, as soon as I accepted Christ into my life, as soon as the Holy Ghost came into my life, and I yielded to him. I mean, I could still, even, even being born again, even being filled with the Holy Ghost, I could still go do the same things I was doing if I wanted to. I could yield to the flesh instead of yielding to the Spirit. But I chose to yield to the Spirit. So my life was changed. Now, did I instantly become a saint? No. <laughs> still ain't one. <laughs> but... I'm holy, I'm righteous, hallelujah. Praise God. He's, uh, he sanctifies us. In Romans 15, 16 it says, To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, ministering as a priest the gospel of God, that my offering of the Gentiles might become acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. And in 2 Thessalonians 2.13 it says, But we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith and truth. Amen. So how do we get sanctified? How do we get sanctified? It says by the Spirit. It's impossible for us to sanctify ourselves. You know, we can read this word, we can change our life, but if the Holy Ghost ain't working in us, we're not sanctified. All we are is a, a mind filled full of things and, and a little bit changed. So the Holy Ghost is the one that sanctifies us. Like I say, the Holy Spirit is the part of God that is here working with us right now. He's as much God as, as Jesus was. He's as much God as God is. The Holy Spirit is here working with us. And he desires us to operate and walk in him. Hallelujah. I'm going to go to 
1 Corinthians 12. Which is part of the, he, he uh, talks about the gifts that he gives to us. In 1 Corinthians, I'm in second, that probably won't work. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 1, we'll go through 10. It says, Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray by dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed, and no one says Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are a variety of ministries in the same Lord. And there are a variety of effects, but the same God who works all in all. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for a common good. So there's no, there's no uh, uh, as long as you're born again and, and filled with the Holy Ghost, there's no distinction. You know, just the same as I received the gifts of the Spirit, you, re- you can receive the gifts of the Spirit. It's given to us as He chooses. For the working of the good. Amen. It says, for, the, for one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another the gift of healings by the one Spirit, and to another the effects of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, and to the another various kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of those tongues. So the Holy Spirit gives all these to us for the goodness of the church, and even for the goodness of not the church, for those that are out there. He gives those gifts to us to to go out into the communities I mean, the church should not be kept in these four walls. Pastors preach that over and over again. The church can't be kept in these four walls. It needs to be on the street just the same as it is here. Signs and wonders and miracles need to take place out on the streets just the same as they do here. Because it's the same Holy Spirit in here that whenever we go out of this place, He's still with us. He's still operating we still have a responsibility to minister the gospel. People says we will go into all the world and minister the gospel. Not just inside these four walls where it's safe. It's safe in here, you know. We can talk about Jesus in here and nobody's going to look at us stupid. We can talk about Jesus in here and nobody thinks we're, is going to think we're a freak. Now you go out on the streets and you'll find a few of them that'll think that. But... Whenever things get to the point in their life that they have no place to turn, as long as they know that you stand on what you believe and you believe what you stand on, they'll come seek you out. They'll be the ones you, they come to look for. Even though they ridiculed you, persecuted you, and everything else, you'll be the one they'll come to look for. Because they see something in you. There's something in you, and it's called the Holy Spirit. Even though it says the world can't perceive him, 
because they don't know him, they can still see him in you. They can still see him in you. We are the best witness Jesus has. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, I've used this statement lots and lots of times in here, but I mean, it is so true that, that your actions speak so loud that I can't hear what you're saying. You know, how are we walking whenever we leave this place? How are we walking? Are we walking by the Spirit of God or are we walking in the flesh? I mean, it's a battle. It really, truly is a battle. Paul struggled with it, and we know he spent three years under the hand of Jesus being taught and trained. But he struggled with it. Peter struggled with it, you know. And uh, uh, Peter in, in Galatians, I believe it was, whenever, no, let me, let me draw it back here just a minute. But it was, yeah, it was in Galatians whenever Peter, he was going along with the, with the uh, Jews and stuff like that and was teaching circumcision and stuff to the people again. And Paul, which was not one of the original apostles, had to come and straighten him out. You know, it was, it's one of them deals where the Holy Ghost says this is true and not a lie. You know, so Paul got in his spirit that, hey, what he's teaching here ain't correct. He needs corrected. And he did it in front of all the people. He didn't only just take him off to the side and say, hey, let's straighten up. He did it in front of all the people that was gathered there. Holy Ghost empowers you. Makes you bold. Amen. You know, it's just like with uh, in Malachi, you know, he went to Jacob, he went to Israel, and he says, You're messing up. The Holy Ghost told me, You're messing up. Let's straighten it out. So he gives us discernment. When things aren't quite right, the Holy Ghost will give us discernment. He's the healer. He gives us the gift of healings. Gives us the gift of miracles. What's a miracle? It can be a large array. Something out of the ordinary. Prophecy. Distinguishing the spirits. In uh, John 1, 4, it talks about uh, John 1, 4, 4, I think it is, it talks about, uh, you know, testing the spirits. You know, we test the spirits. Any spirit that says that Jesus didn't come in the flesh is a lying spirit. Because Jesus had to come in the flesh to pay the price. He had to. So we, we have to test the spirits, discern the spirits. Tongues. The Holy Ghost gives us tongues. Gives us interpretation of the tongues. You know, one of the, in, in Jude, verse 11, I believe it is, it says, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So one of the ways we build our faith up, one of the ways we really get fired up is praying in the Holy Spirit, which is praying in tongues. So tongues is a vital, vital part of, of uh, the Holy Ghost ministry. 
Matter of fact, I'm going to read a scripture from First uh, Corinthians chapter two, just to just to understand how important that praying in the Spirit is. Starting in verse 12, it says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things freely given of God. God wants us to know what He has for us. God wants us to understand His Word. God wants us to understand what He has for us. So how does He do that? He says, Which things we also speak, not with words taught by human wisdom, but with those taught by the Spirit. Combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. So he's saying we pray in the Holy Ghost. Spiritual words. We pray in the Holy Ghost and he'll give us understanding. We pray for understanding of that. We pray in the Spirit. We listen by the Spirit. And he gives us understanding of that and reveals to us. By the Spirit is how he reveals things to us. So it's so important to spend time praying in the Spirit. If you don't do it, you need to. It's God's opportunity to share with us. Hallelujah. The Spirit bears witness to us. In Romans 8, 16, it says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. In Hebrews 10, 15, and it says that the Holy Spirit also bears witness with us. So the Spirit gives us security. The Spirit gives us security that we're children of God. We don't have to guess whether we're going to heaven. We don't have to guess whether we're children of God. He says, I write these things that you may know that you have eternal life. So we don't have to guess. He don't want us guessing whether we're going to heaven. Somebody asks you and says, are you going to heaven if you die? Your answer should not be, I hope so. It should not be, I hope so. It should be, yes. Not because of what Jesus did for us. The only, the only, the only thing we have to do is ask him to come in. The only thing we have to do is ask him to come in. Hallelujah. He gives us joy. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us joy. Whenever things are, are falling down around us, you know, I can't say that ever since I've been born again in my life that everything has gone perfectly. And I can't say that from now on, today on, everything's going to go perfectly. But I can have joy and peace knowing that one day it will go perfectly. When the perfect has come, it will go perfectly. Amen? I can have joy and peace knowing that my salvation doesn't depend on who's in, in the presidency. My salvation doesn't depend on the United States of America. My salvation doesn't depend, my salvation depends on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You know, I was reading, a, uh, and Pastor probably knows this ministry, and I'm trying to think what, it's letters, Y-W-A-M or something like that. Yeah. I was reading an uh, article the other day, and, and the person that is head of that organization, they bought a ship so that they could use for 
ministry, you know, to, to travel from, from country to country to country, you know. And they said that night, whenever they went home, they laid in bed and, and a dream came to them, which showed a dream of this huge ship that they had bought and Jesus standing on the bow of it. And as they, time went by, the ship grew larger and larger and larger and Jesus grew smaller and smaller and smaller. So pretty soon all there was in their sight was the ship and Jesus wasn't there anymore. You know, and we can do that with a, in a church, you know. We can put so much insight into a building, into a, a ministry, into something, that we lose sight of Christ. Christ has to be number one in everything. Our relationship with Jesus has to come first. And he spoke to her and he said, Do you want the ship or do you want me? Do you want the ship or do you want me? Of course, her choice was Jesus. And that ministry has gone on for years and years and years now. Well, since 1972 was the time that they bought the ship. I don't know how long the ministry was before that, but it's still in existence and going on. And they're still ministering the gospel throughout the world. Hallelujah. Because they chose Jesus. Amen. You know, we can choose the church. And this is the best church I know of to choose. Jesus is in here. Jesus is in here, and he will always be in here, I hope. Amen. So, we've got several things going on today. I've got a couple more things here, but the important thing that we need to know is that the Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost empowers us. The Holy Ghost is the part of the Godhead that is working in us right now. You know, Jesus said, I go to the Father, because if I don't go, he don't come. So he sent him. You know, and the Holy Ghost has been working throughout eternity. You know, even back in Genesis, it says he was hovering the face of the waters. He has nothing but good in store for us. Nothing but good, Hallelujah. last thing I'm going to give you is in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Hallelujah. Against such things there is no law. You know, he, the Holy Ghost doesn't want us to think that we have to do this work, do this work, do this work to work our salvation in. It's a free gift. You know, it's a free gift. Salvation is a free gift. Now, once we're born again, hopefully we have a desire in our heart to do good works, to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, because that's what the Holy Spirit empowers us to do, to do good works, to go into all the world to minister the gospel. This church does a good job of that. You know, we've got missionaries... Scattered in several different places, United States, Philippines, El Salvador. Uh, we just took on a, uh, uh, a ministry to the Jewish nation. Uh, so this church does a good job of ministering the gospel throughout the world. That doesn't mean that we have to go, but we have to at least supply the needs of those that do go. Hallelujah. And that's, that's part of operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. God is good. 
who am I? I'm a man that's born again, filled with the Spirit, some knowledge of the Word, so I'm qualified. You're qualified. You're qualified. Hallelujah.